Hello. Wherever you're listening to us, I hope you're staying safe and doing well. I'm Hari Arakli and this is today's tech briefing. Later in the program, I'll be speaking with Kushal Nahatha, co-founder and CEO of Varai, on plans ahead for his logistics intelligence company after a recent 100 million dollar funding round. That's after these headlines. Mohalla Tech, which operates one of India's largest local language content-based social media and short video apps, ShareChat and Moj respectively, is rewarding employees with a share buyback worth $19.1 million, Ankush Sachdeva, co-founder and CEO of the company, said in a blog post on Friday. Mohalla Tech raised more than $500 million in April at a valuation of $2.1 billion. The private value of the company's stock has grown 80 times from 2016 when the venture was founded, according to Mohalla Tech. Nearly 200 existing and former employees with vested options under the company's employee stock option plan are eligible to participate in this process, according to the company. Mohalla Tech, which counts Tiger Global and Twitter among its investors, will also strengthen its international presence with its leadership team spread across India, US and the UK, such they were said. Bharat Pay, a digital payments fintech startup, is in advanced stages of talks to raise about $250 million in a new financing round led by Tiger Global, TechCrunch reported, citing two persons familiar with the matter. This would be Bharat Pay Series E round, meaning its fifth major funding round. The investment would value the company at over $2.5 billion, although negotiations are still going on, according to TechCrunch. Barthpay had previously raised about $233 million in equity and $35 million in debt and was valued at about $900 million in its Series D round in February this year and $425 million last year. Wipro is giving salary increases to 80% of its eligible staff in September, the company said in a statement on Friday. This is the second hike in 2021. Wipro will initiate merit salary increases for all eligible employees up to band 3, meaning assistant manager and below, effective September 1, 2021, the company said in its statement, according to Times Now. In January 2021, the company announced pay raises for employees in these bands who form 80% of the company's workforce. All eligible employees above the C1 band, managers and above, will receive pay hikes effective June 1st. On average, the increments will be in the high single digits for offshore employees, while it will be the mid-single digits for on-site employees. The company will reward top performers with substantially higher increases, Wipro said. Google may be working on a Find My Device network capability named Spot, the latest beta version of Play Services rolled out last week reveals 9to5Google reported on Friday. Spot uses your Android phone to locate other devices nearby. Find My Device, as it works today, requires an internet connection, so a phone must be connected to Wi-Fi or cellular data networks in order to be found. Apple's Find My Network, however, takes the extra step of having devices broadcast Bluetooth signals even when they're offline. Those signals can then be picked up by other iOS devices nearby to relay that and the location to the cloud, increasing the chances of finding a lost device. Google may now be working to create a similar network with its over 3 billion Android devices, according to 9to5Google. The Find My Device network feature is distinct from the main Find My Device switch and users can exclude their phones from being used as relays. Spotify has acquired Pods, a startup that's trying to solve the problem of podcast discovery at a time when podcasts seem to be increasingly popular. 
At Spotify, we are investing to build and scale the world's best and most personalized podcast discovery experience, the music streaming company said in a post. We believe that Pod's technology will complement and accelerate Spotify's focused efforts to drive discovery, deliver listeners the right content at the right time, and accelerate growth of the category worldwide. Pods has developed what it calls the first audio news feed, presenting users with 60-second clips from various shows. It chooses clips of podcasts using its machine learning model, which is trained on more than 100,000 hours of audio in consultation with journalists and audio editors. The COVID pandemic has accelerated the implementation of technologies to automate logistics and supply chain management to the world's biggest companies. And among those helping them to do that are startups from India that have built logistics intelligence software on the cloud. I spoke to Kushal Nahata, co-founder and CEO of FarEye, a fast-growing venture in this field. Demand and competition is such that FarEye has recently raised $100 million in fresh funding led by marquee investors like TCV and Dragonair to rapidly expand operations and technology offerings. Here's Nahatha on plans ahead. Uh, Kushal, uh, welcome to this show. Uh, thank you for making time for this. So, so for, for people who are not uh, very familiar with uh, you know, your work, can you uh, tell us a bit about how you started FarEye? What was the kind of problem that you were looking to tackle and how was that an opportunity at that time? Absolutely. Thanks, Harry, for hosting me. Uh, it's a pleasure speaking with you. So look, we we started up uh, 2015, about seven years back. Like uh, when we raised, uh, when we when we were sure about the product and we wanted to scale. In general, the uh, ethos was e-commerce is one. Uh, e-commerce was something which is growing very big. Uh, you had successful examples across East and West, uh, starting from Alibaba to Amazon, and it's all built around customer convenience and. I, as consumers, have experienced it multiple times. Uh, like you're staying at the same home, same place, but then you have drivers calling you again and again to figure out your address, to know uh, how to, to know the way. And it always made me question that I've been staying in the same house for the last 10, 20 years. Wouldn't these guys know uh, that it's the same house? Wouldn't these guys speak with each other? And that had stayed in mind, but when the e-commerce wave started, uh, we thought that actually the logistic infrastructure is not there to meet uh, the e-commerce expectations and the consumer experience that it wants to provide. So we started interacting uh, with e-commerce companies, with logistics service providers. We interviewed a, f- a few of them, got an understanding. And then we were very clear that, look, as an industry, we actually lack a technology platform which can help these companies uh, win last-mile deliveries. Uh, if you go five years back, last mile delivery wasn't such a big concept. It was very small volume. But today, starting from pizza to grocery to furniture to electronics to every single thing, you can actually get it delivered to home. Uh, and it's not possible for every brand to actually build their own platform, which is designed for a great customer experience. And the challenge with last mile delivery is uh, it's high anxiety. Uh, brands do not have time. And that's only the uh, connect between the direct connect uh, in terms of physical between the customer and the brand. So you know, that's a great uh, area to actually address the problem. And today, if you actually see, Hari, more and more brands are going ahead to build customer-centric delivery networks. Like customer centricity, customer experience is defining the sustenance and growth of the business. And we essentially are helping brands uh, and service providers champion customer experience and last mile delivery. 
starting from uh, optimizing uh, for the cost in last mile to actually ensuring customer gets the product at the time, place, and convenience the way he needs it. It's all we're doing uh, for the brand starting, let's say, from Domino's of the world or to Walmart's of the world or to the DHLs and FedEx of the world. Hmm. Uh, so the area that you focus, maybe uh, you could you could explain the focus area with, with one example. I've, I've read about the work that you do for Domino's, for example, but maybe if there is another one that's interesting that you can talk about. Yeah, uh, so as a as a logistics service provider, right, uh, you typically have hundreds and thousands of parcels reaching to a hub, uh, and then you have uh, hundreds of drivers on the other end. And what you need to do is, it's, it's, it's a mathematical problem. You need to optimize uh, for the number of kilometers and time at the same point, because there are some deliveries where the time slot is committed, there's some which is open, and then you have these drivers. Now, typically the way folks need folks used to operate is they have a static route fixed and you just sort it based on those static routes. Someone can have a large volume, someone can have a low volume, but that's how it operated. But today we live in a lot more dynamic situation uh, with e-commerce and specifically with cloud computing uh, and the power available. We actually thought, why don't we optimize based on real time? So all these information of the parcels actually flow into FARI. FARI runs in routing engine, uh, considering the distance between the uh, locations, weather conditions, and traffic conditions. Using all of it, we predict the shortest route to actually address all these parcels. And this gets assigned to the different drivers. And we also ensure that uh, the same drivers, uh, the drivers are going to the same route again because they have a familiarity. So it's, it's not just, uh, system driven, but it also considers the human factor to ensure the efficiency is higher. Uh, this way, what happens is now, driver which is, let's say, performing at 15 parcels a day, is being able to move towards 15 to 20% higher efficiency. And the basic reason is right now, it was being delivered, it was being distributed manually by the hub manager, but now system is actually calculating it, what is the shortest route uh, to get the parcels delivered. This is where we started from. And then we build a stack above where we are able to also predict the customer availability based on the preference and the previous attempts. So this further gives us uh, a leeway to increase the successful delivery while you're trying to optimize uh, for the cost as well. The net result is companies are able to do more deliveries with less number of drivers, increase the success rate, uh, ensure that customers are super happy because all their convenience uh, parameters and all their choices are considered in the algorithm while creating the routes and also reduce the carbon footprint, which is again, one of the large goals uh, enterprises and brands are running uh, from for the environment perspective. And now when you go in to look at from a driver's shoes, life becomes a lot more easier. And that, that actually was uh, the first stakeholder for which we started building the product, Hari, uh, six years back. So we actually spent days with drivers, went on to do deliveries. We built the first app and like as engineers, you'd imagine sometimes you get too much from a feature and functionality perspective. And I still remember that day the driver actually looked at the, uh, the first mock-up which we designed and dropped the phone. He said, look, look at my sheet of paper. It's so simple. 
this name address and I can just do it easily. That's where we understood that it needs to be designed extremely simple. And one of the growth levers we had was the drivers really love the UX and the simplicity of the product. So they'll actually go to their hub managers and say, why not using product like this? Or why are you not giving us the digital product? Because that was first adoption way we had to overcome. How do you get these drivers use uh, application and digital devices moving from pen and paper? Once these drivers digitalized, then actually it was way easier to build a value chain for uh, within the organization, starting from their head of operations to actually from a planning engine. Uh, these these days, uh, there's a lot of uh, talk about uh, using drones. Uh, it's already being done in some markets, and India, I guess, now some companies are uh, experimenting with uh, government uh, uh, go ahead. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, how can that help, and what can uh, your company uh, do with your technology in managing drones? Yeah, so we, we've been actually investing and in, uh, building capabilities for drone deliveries uh, for a while. And we recently did a partnership with Telegrid, who's actually a strong technology company uh, in drone uh, delivery space to help optimize and get shipments delivered to customers' homes. Now, the interesting part is like there are certain sectors uh, where the time of the delivery is uh, of high essence. Specifically, uh, I think the biggest learning from the COVID uh, and from the health and pharma situation is if you can get things delivered and maybe one hour before uh, medicines delivered or availability of oxygen, it can create a significant impact uh, to health and sometimes lives of uh, individuals as well. And then there are also remote areas where reaching is such a complexity that that's been neglected or avoided because the cost of movement is very high. I think there's special use cases where drones are starting with, where the impact is higher and the time is uh, the time available is pretty low. And then the other side where the cost of travel or in general the terrain is complex, specifically if you look at uh, where there's mountains or where you need to actually move in circles or there's uh, this challenges in terms of uh, road connectivity. Uh, this is just the starting step though. Uh, as drones gets popular, the cost of deliveries uh, will go lower uh, and which happens with every single technology. Like initially the technology is expensive, it gets used for certain specific use cases. But as the scale uh, increases, the cost of technology comes down and comes down dramatically. Uh, and then also in places where let's say you have last mile and mid mile connected and you've forgotten certain parcels or certain shipments have been left out that can also be shipped uh, via drones as well. So we are actually very strong believer. Uh, drones will actually dramatically change uh, the time of delivery uh, from the and the cost of delivery as well. Uh, it's just a starting wave that we are seeing for certain specific industries, specifically healthcare, medicines, uh, food. Uh, as it gets popular, uh, it'll dramatically change uh, expectations uh, and there'll be a new wave of uh, deliveries we'll be seeing out there. Hmm. Uh, can you explain briefly what is the uh, what is at the heart of the technology that you've built? What's the core technology that you've built? And you've raised uh, $100 million recently. Uh, what do you plan on doing with your tech uh, with that money and what else? 
Absolutely. So, Hari, and not just, uh, I think from a capital perspective, but this time we, we are actually pretty lucky and proud at the same time to get a, a very strong investors on board, including the TCVs and Dragoneers of the world. Now, from a platform perspective, uh, look, the three, four key pillars of a platform which we've invested heavily in. One is the entire mathematics and uh, data science element of it. How do you optimize? And optimization can happen in different levers. It could be for cost, it could be number of drivers, it could be for number of throughput. And then how do you use multiple parameters to come to a, a logical conclusion? So that's one uh, deep mathematical uh, and data-driven problem. The other is these industries have different use cases. Uh, so how do you provide it for brand to actually do multiple types of deliveries using the same platform? So we built a low-code uh, engine which actually helps brands processes or launch new processes uh, in a very high speed and a very high efficiency manner. Because it's been designed uh, low-code and its industry is first low-code platform, uh, they can have their own teams quickly train on the platform and launch new use. So that's the other part uh, which we built. Third is the uh, network uh, element where we've essentially collected with uh, most of the carriers who are out there. So what that does is it gives a flexibility to brand on day zero to actually leverage all the carriers or multiple carriers which exist, uh, which helps in increasing the coverage and also reduce the cost. Uh, these are the core pillars on which Far has been built, uh, considering the network to ensure interoperability uh, and seamless connectivity across the region, uh, launch new use cases and overall e-commerce uh, and winning e-commerce is evolving. Uh, and that's where uh, it's it's not a static problem, it's actually a moving problem. And having a local platform uh, becomes one of the USP when we ask our customers that, what do you really love about Fara? And at the same time, they're able to reduce their cost uh, dramatically uh, in terms of cost per delivery. So this as a combination set becomes pretty powerful. And the other part, right? Uh, so the reason for uh, raising a large round of $100 million was also that the demand out there we see is enormous right now. And COVID has just accelerated the adoption. Uh, in last six, nine months, we've seen the adoption, uh, typically what would have taken uh, in an ideal scenario about three to five years. Uh, the reason was COVID, the reason was folks to actually see three years, five years ago, that eventually everyone would have to get products delivered to consumers or businesses. And a standard platform, which makes it convenient, uh, extremely simple uh, for your team to operate and help winning the customer experience uh, is a no choice than actually going through and building it themselves. The other end is also, uh, I think, a competition with the new brands, um, with the strong uh, e-commerce brands from the likes of Amazon. And that's where we really have a uh, mission uh, to actually have 1,000 Amazon Prime-like delivery networks set up globally. Uh, this could be for grocery, this could be for parcel delivery, this could be for furniture, this could be for consumer electronics. But across these categories, helping brands, carriers, and businesses to actually win that. So one is definitely to accelerate uh, the, the go-to-market and provide this technology uh, to these companies. Even the buying process, where they used to eventually, they used to ask, run a six months to a year process, has reduced to a month to three months. 
uh, and also want immediate go live. These are some of the changes we see, and we want to capitalize that. And second, we want to take this from a uh, just from a delivery automation platform to eventually autonomous delivery platform. Uh, if you if we fast track three years, five years forward, every single decision from the time a consumer places the order to the time they receive the product would be system driven. Uh, humans would be supporting it uh, or building on that decisions. Right now, it's still an automation world where we are automating some of the processes. We're building in certain set of optimization. So we wanted to fast track the autonomous delivery uh, future and provide that to our customers where the decision-making in the entire journey is extremely simple and efficient. Uh, this would increase efficiency. It'll help uh, individuals to actually have a higher impact. And also for you and I as consumers, get products delivered in a uh, seamless manner. Hmm. Uh, one last question. I mean, uh, reading about your company and your work, uh, I realized that Honeywell is among your customers and you collaborate on the technology. And, uh, you know, obviously they're in the at the forefront of quantum computing as well. So I was wondering if, uh, you know, that is an area of interest for you. I mean, eventually will quantum computing make a difference in... Uh, uh, automated logistics management and so on? Yeah, absolutely, Hari. The amount of data that exists uh, is, is insane. Uh, like each delivery provides, like every single order to delivery journey provides uh, thousands of data points uh, in the cycle. Uh, and then when you kind of look at it from a macro perspective, uh, the patterns, the behaviors, uh, it's just crazy. Today, both because of uh, digitization and, avail and uh, limitation from availability of that data across, uh, that's, that's one problem why we're not able to leverage the, uh, the complete power today. And then second is also from the capability of computing available. Uh, the first problem still gets addressed because every single business now wants to digitize and actually have uh, provide that visibility and experience to consumers. But on the other side, uh, definitely folks like Honeywell are extremely powerful. And uh, some of the uh, investors, uh, that for the same reason, we actually been wise on uh, choosing. It's not just the capital, but like internally, we call it smart capital. That what other than capital do we get uh, by having uh, XYZ as an investor on board? Uh, starting from Honeywell to, let's say, M12, which is Microsoft's, uh, Microsoft's venture arm. Uh, then uh, the TCV, the Dragonair, uh, the A-Throats, like every single investor we got uh, on board, uh, we internally would sit and answer, these are the multiple options we have, uh, capital is available, uh, but what is outside the capital which can help, either from a product uh, R&D or from GDM perspective, and uh, if, then circle back as well. That's actually helped us uh, be wise and also increase our growth trajectory. Because a lot of times, a lot of times uh, when you are earlier in the journey, uh, piggy banking on some of these brands, learning uh, in terms of scaling the organization, building a great culture, uh, that's, that's extremely powerful. Excellent. Uh, insightful uh, conversation uh, this morning with you, Kushal. Uh, thank you so much for making time for this interview. And uh, we hope to keep the conversation going. Absolutely, it's pleasure speaking with you uh, and look forward to awesome podcasts 
which you continue putting up every day. That was Kushal Nahata at Far Eye. That's it for this briefing. You can find all our podcasts at ForbesIndia.com and on your favorite podcast apps. I'm Hari Arkley. Thank you for listening.